This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Virginia lawmakers of all stripes are making a final pitch to land the new FBI HQ in their state. Some GOP congressmen are asking FEMA's top manager about COVID-related decisions. And OPM has selected finalists for the Presidential Management Fellows Program. Those stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. It's Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Peter Masurlian. Virginia lawmakers are making a final pitch to the Biden administration to bring a new FBI headquarters to the state. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has more. Senators Tim Kaine and Mark Warner joined Governor Glenn Youngkin and most of Virginia's House delegation in making their case to the federal government's landlord, the General Services Administration. They argue a proposed site in Springfield, Maryland is ideal because it's closest to the FBI's National Academy and National Crime Lab, as well as the Justice Department's headquarters in D.C. The other two final sites are in Maryland's Prince George's County. Maryland lawmakers have made a similar appeal to GSA. They also secured language in the fiscal 2023 federal government spending bill, giving both states a chance to make one final pitch to GSA before it makes its final decision. Those pitches are expected to happen in the coming weeks. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The top Republican on the Senate Small Business and Entrepreneurship Committee is pushing back on a proposed rule for federal contractors. The Biden administration is asking companies that do business with the federal government to report their greenhouse gas emission levels as well as their reduction targets. Iowa Senator Joni Ernst says the proposed rule puts a disproportionate burden on small businesses. To comply, she says, it would cost small businesses more than $100 million the first year and $62 million each year after. Ernst is calling on the Federal Acquisition Regulation Council to rescind the rule. The Federal Emergency Management Agency is facing questions from House lawmakers about pandemic relief spending. Transportation and Infrastructure Committee Republicans are asking FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell why the COVID-19 disaster declaration incident period has been extended to May 11th, even though President Biden has said the pandemic is over. They also want to know how many outstanding requests FEMA has for COVID-related assistance. The agency has obligated more than $110 billion on COVID disaster relief since the start of the pandemic. The General Services Administration faces a new protest over its commercial platforms initiative. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has the details. Three nonprofit agencies led by the National Industries for the Blind filed a complaint with the Court of Federal Claims over GSA's commercial platforms request for proposals that they issued in December. The three groups say GSA is not requiring commercial vendors to comply with the Javits-Wagner-O'Day or JWAT Act, which mandates the use of products approved by the Ability One Commission. GSA responded to the protest by issuing an RFI asking for industry feedback on how the Commercial Platforms Initiative could be compliant with JWAD. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The State Department looks to build on an effort to track war crimes in Ukraine. Federal News Network's Justin Doubleday reports. The State Department-backed conflict observatory could be just the first of many open-source conflict tracking efforts to come out of the agency. 
The observatory is a foreign assistance program established last year. It uses satellite imagery and digital investigative techniques to document potential Russian war crimes in Ukraine. Susan Wolfenbarger is team lead for the Bureau of Conflict and Stability Operations at State. This kind of investment in technologies and analytics is something that we're looking at into the future, particularly in CSO as a bureau. Justin Doubleday, Federal News Network. You're listening to the Federal Newscast. Union leaders and lawmakers heighten calls to implement legislation impacting federal employees. Federal News Network's Drew Friedman reports. The American Federation of Government Employees has renewed its push to change benefits and pay for the federal workforce in several ways. The federal union is pushing forward, for example, on legislation to repeal the windfall elimination provision and the government pension offset. Those two provisions reduce Social Security benefits for some federal employees. The union additionally advocated for a bill that would give federal workers 12 weeks of paid family and medical leave. AFGE has also voiced support for an 8.7% average pay raise in 2024. Drew Friedman, Federal News Network. The Homeland Security Department's next mega small business contract, not called First Source, is about ready for its first close-up. DHS tells industry it'll release the draft solicitation for the Programmatics, Administration, Clerical, and Technical Services, or PACS-3, contract by February 23rd. The vehicle is for service-disabled, veteran-owned small firms and has a ceiling of $1.5 billion. DHS expects to hold an industry day for PAX-3 on March 16th. PAX-2 has been highly successful, with DHS having to increase its ceiling by 30 percent and extending the expiration date by three years to April 2025. The Office of Personnel Management has selected finalists for the 2023 Presidential Management Fellows Program, or PMF. Some 850 applicants received acceptance to the program from OPM. The finalists were selected from more than 10,000 applicants, a record number over the past 10 years. PMF is a leadership development program targeting applicants with advanced degrees. The finalists are appointed to two-year full-time federal positions across the government. President Biden has fired architect of the Capitol, Brett Blanton, months after a scathing IG report accused him of ethical and policy violations. The October report found he and his family had routinely misused an agency vehicle for personal use and that he'd misrepresented himself as a law enforcement officer. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy called for Blanton's firing earlier on Monday. The architect of the Capitol, appointed by the president, is in charge of the maintenance and operation of the Capitol Complex and the Supreme Court building. Gina Ortiz-Jones will step down as Undersecretary of the Air Force for Financial Management. The Senate confirmed Ortiz-Jones to the position last July. She'll leave on March 6th, and Comptroller Kristen Jones will perform the duties as Acting Undersecretary. Ortiz-Jones served in the Air Force as an intelligence officer and later worked for the Defense Intelligence Agency and in the office of the U.S. Trade Representative. As Undersecretary, Ortiz-Jones manages an Air Force budget of $194 billion. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, or DARPA, selected three commercial partners to begin building prototype quantum computers, the companies, Microsoft, Atom Computing, and Psi Quantum, each has a different design in mind for the project.
The initial phase is set to last five years, and companies will present design concepts and describe plans to create a utility-scale quantum computer. The designs need to show that the computing value of the system exceeds its cost. Each design will go through four phases of testing and evaluation. Find these stories and more at federalnewsnetwork.com. For the Federal Newscast of Tuesday, February 14, 2023, I'm Peter Masurlian. Thank you.